Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. Um, today we are psyched because we are going to be talking to someone that has a number one podcast, specifically in the how to section. Um, Hala, please give us a, a little bio on yourself and then let's get into this. Sure. Um, I'm Hala Taha. I'm the host of Young and Profiting Podcast. We're a top 10 how to podcast on Apple. Also, have a very big following on Castbox. We talk about everything from entrepreneurship, productivity, how to gain influence. I've had huge guests on my show. Um, so in addition to that, I also work full-time at Disney Streaming Services, and I just launched a podcast marketing agency focused on top podcasters and uh, Fortune 500 CEOs who have podcasts. So busy, busy. <laughs> Where do you find the time? <laughs> well, you know, I, I prioritize the time, and I have a great team. I have about 30 people on my team right now. I just actually recruited 10 new interns um, who are working on my podcast and on my client work. And I'm really good at delegating. I'm really good at you know creating processes and uh, creating templates that my team can replicate. And it helps me scale. So uh, that's kind of my secret sauce. Amazing. And then how did you get into, how did you even start this podcast? Did you, did you always want to do something like that? Is it something that you sort of just stumbled upon? What was the process? Yeah, so I actually started in radio um, back when I was in college. So my junior year of college, I landed an internship at Hot 97. It's the number one radio station in the world. And um, I was Angie Martinez's assistant, and she was the voice of New York at the time, a mm. huge uh, on-air personality. Um, and she had the number one show in the country. And so uh, I was promoted to be her assistant. And I worked at the station uh, for free <laughs> for three years. And I actually dropped out of college to take that opportunity. And so I learned everything about radio, how to prepare for a show. I was basically the assistant producer. Um, and I was getting primed to be an on-air personality on Hot 97. Um, things didn't work out. Uh, I ended up starting a blog. We can get into that if you'd like. We were a big hip-hop and entertainment news blog. I had 50 bloggers, uh, female bloggers under me. And almost had a show on MTV twice. So we can get into that if, if you didn't know that about me. Um, and, you know, I went into corporate. I, I, t I thought I was never going to get on the mic again. I thought that, you know, my career in broadcasting was over. I was trying to get a stable job, be a responsible adult. And uh, then I decided to start Young and Profiting Podcast and, and went back to my passions. And it helped uh, merge my business and broadcasting passions. Well, that's, that's a phenomenal story because it's, it's like full circle. You know, it's full circle from old world to, to new world now. Yeah. And, and, and taking all the learnings along the way. And uh, I applaud you for doing that because I've seen that happen too, too many times where people say, you know what, this is my passion. I want to get into X, Y, and Z. And then they get their ass kicked by life. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, things don't maybe work out the way that they want to. But then, unfortunately, they give up. And that's not what you did. You persevered. You made it through. And, and here you are now. So that's, that's amazing. That's so, that's, that's, that's so inspiring. So thank you for sharing that. Um, how did you come up with the, 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 the subject matter for your, for your podcast? What was, what was the process to choose that? Is that something that you're personally interested in or you found a need? Yeah, so I really wanted to help people. Um, I wanted to you know, help people understand that life is limitless. I also wanted an opportunity to reach out to people that otherwise would not 
talk to me. So, you know, mm. I had Mark Manson on my show, Robert Greene, Chris Foss, Seth Godin. These are huge, huge guests. And, you know, I would never have the opportunity to speak to people like that if I didn't have a platform where they could, you know, scale their voices to other people. So it gave me an opportunity to get mentored for an hour by some of these people that I really admired and read their books my whole life. And so it was really an excuse to get to meet those, those types of people. And I also wanted to help people. Before, I used to interview celebrities. I interviewed people like Fabulous and Chris Brown and, 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 and people, really huge stars in the hip hop industry when I was a lot younger, uh, when I was you know working at Hot 97 and around that time period when I had that blog site that I mentioned. And those conversations were really shallow. They were really casual. We were talking about their dating life and it, it wasn't really educational. And, and this time around, I really wanted to provide value. I wanted to have something that I could grow into and be proud of later on. And so that's really why I focused on the, the educational self-improvement route. Nice. And I, and I think that that is, is, is so beneficial when, when you're doing what you're doing, which is you ha you're a creator, you have a podcast, you're creating video content constantly, but then you also have an additional career with the business and working with a, a massive media conglomerate. I mean, these, that's talk about integration and talk about, you know, economies of scale. Like you're parlaying so many good things on top of, of, of themselves. So that that's the right strategy. So kudos to you. You kind of un unlocked it and, uh, and I wish more people knew how to do that. Um, what would you say your, your, your biggest friction along the way was? What was, what was the energy that was sort of giving you an opposing factor that said, hey, you know what, you should not be doing this. You should go back to doing whatever. Yeah, I mean, I had pushback when I, when I um, switched careers and got a job at Disney Streaming Services. I uh, worked at Hewlett Packard for about five years and I really rose up the ranks there and was super respected. And that's when I started my podcast, like my fourth year in at Hewlett Packard. And I had the support of everyone, you know, I was the CEO's pet, the CMO's pet, and they loved me. And so they gave me the support and it was like no issue. Once I got the job at Disney, like right when I started, like everybody was kind of like asking me so many questions about the podcast. And even though I was very upfront. And so in the beginning, it was hard to kind of convince them that, like, yeah, I can do both. It's not a problem. Um, just trust me a little bit and, and I'll make sure that I get my job done and I have this great podcast. And then they realized how positive it was. Um, I'm probably one of the most uh, popular person from Disney streaming services on LinkedIn, if not the most popular person. And my content is, you know, very wholesome. There's nothing bad about it. Everything's very educational. And so it's not something that somebody would look down upon. Um, it's all helpful information for our employees and in general. So um, it works out that way. And now I'm trying to get into more like speaking opportunities for Disney potentially and um, trying to help raise their brand, even uh, potentially giving executive training on LinkedIn. And so they're trying to leverage uh, my skills as well. Um, but, you know, it took a while to kind of like prove myself that I could handle both. And, you know, it's coming to a point where I'm very busy and um, I kind of need to streamline things anyway. So. Um, in, in terms of economies of scale, I think my secret is really my team. I have an amazing team at Young and Profiting Podcast. I have over 30 people who work for me. I have a design team in the Philippines who works overnight. It helps us be like a 24-hour operation. Um, I also have a lot of interns and, and paid part-time team members um, who support the podcast and who are very you know, motivated and determined to help this podcast succeed. 
I've been around for about two years and a lot of the people, um, you know, I started by myself and a lot of the folks who, who came on board were actually fans, like diehard listeners and fans who wanted to help support and support the show. And a lot of them are still with us uh, to this day, two years later, now that we're a number one podcast and they're getting compensated and, you know, equity and all these kind of things and everybody's very motivated. So, um, it's really cool. We're offering client services now and basically everything that we do for young and profiting podcasts, we've like standardized and now offer as a service and it's, it's working out amazing. I mean, I just started my business two months ago and it's like, we're skyrocketing in terms of, uh, you know, getting clients and, and uh, generating revenue. And it's just absolutely amazing. I feel like finally all the puzzle pieces are coming together. Mm, wow. That's amazing. That's, that's, that's truly remarkable. Now, the people that you interview on your podcast, um, what are some of the opportunities? What are some of the relationships that you've developed from, from those convos? Yeah. So, I mean, all my mentors are people that came on my podcast. Heather Monahan, she's the uh, co, she's the host of Creating Confidence podcast. She's also a speaker and, a, and an ex-C-suite executive. Um, really big personality on LinkedIn. And she's like my mentor. We talk every single day. Uh, she's also my client now. She was the one who pushed me to start a business because she she saw everything that I did and she was like, listen, your stuff is as good as Gary V. Like you gotta like offer this as a service now. And so, you know, she's been my mentor, Jordan Harbinger. He's uh, one of the biggest podcasters in the world from a podcasting perspective. He's who I go to for podcasting advice and how to like grow my podcast. And, you know, I get him other opportunities on, on my clients podcast and vice versa. And so um, he's become one of my mentors. And then also um, a lot of the people who come on my podcast become my clients. And so it's becoming a lead generation tool. So I tend to interview like big CEOs and number one uh, best-selling authors. And a lot of people, um, you know, who have those types of job titles are starting podcasts now. Like podcast is a hot new thing that every CEO and every celebrity and, and uh, you know, best-selling author wants to start doing. And I've got a lot of expertise in terms of podcast marketing and can do everything A to Z for them. So it also becomes like a lead genera gen generation tool. And um, that only happened recently because I just started my business. And uh, that's really cool to finally be able to monetize um, everything that I'm doing like so well. Yeah. And then what are the challenges of of kind of living within both realms of having the, the side hustle of having the, the the corporate gig how do you how do you manage that yeah i mean i think it's it's a lot of time management um like i said i have a team in the philippines and so luckily at 9 p.m is there 9 a.m so i'm doing a lot of work at night i work until like maybe one in the morning uh midnight every night like trying to get that team up to speed um, because I do all my videos and uh, a lot of my uh, design stuff. Um, and then, you know, I have interns and, and part-time team members who work during the day and who kind of know what they're supposed to do. Everything is just kind of running like a, a well-oiled ship right now. And um, that's because we just like set the processes. I have a lot of meetings at night to make sure everybody's up to speed. And, you know, I check in on Slack. We have a Slack channel and I check in all the time, make sure everything's uh, moving forward. And I just prioritize my time. I mean, I don't think it's the healthiest thing in the world. It's not something that I want to do forever. I feel like I'm kind of sacrificing my social life. I have a, you know, a longtime uh, boyfriend. We live together. I still have to cook dinner every night and work out. And, you know, it's a lot. And, and uh, I take interviews like this all the time. And it's, it can get a little crazy where I feel like I just never have a moment to chill. Um, but, you know, right now I feel like things are really escalating for me. And it's just time to, like, buckle down, work hard. And, and that's what I'm doing. Hey, you know what, as they say, you know, we'll, we'll chill when we're dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So, um, next, next question for you is 
there is so much intimidation right now with becoming a personality, with saying, you know what, I'm going to be the interviewer and actually uh, putting yourself out there right now. And I think there's massive amounts of fear and imposter syndrome that people feel. Um, what are some ways that you recommend that people get over that so they can just start getting out there? Because it's, you know, we have a device in our pocket that can make us a podcaster and a YouTube creator and a, anything nowadays. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I would say that you have to know your why. You have to know why you want to start a podcast. I wouldn't suggest, a lot of people start a podcast. I think the average is after seven episodes, they, you know, their podcast dies and they, they stop uploading episodes. So a lot of people start a podcast and they actually don't have the right motivations. They think that they're going to have thousands of downloads right away. Like that's not how it works. They think they're going to put something out there and magically people are going to find them. That's not how it works. You have to market your podcast. And they also don't have a strong mission. Like they don't even know what their podcast is about or who they want to interview. And uh, if you don't know what your podcast is about, you're never going to find people who want to listen to your podcast. Mm. So I think you really need to know what like what are the reasons that you want to start a podcast and then if you do know why you want to start a podcast but you feel shy you feel like you're not good enough I would say preparation is key you know do your research on the guest I do up to 20 hours of research on my guest and that's not even including the time that my research team takes to study my guests I know every single thing about my guests before I hop on the mic I know their childhood I know their career journey I know their challenges I've listened to past interviews I know what they're going to answer when I when I pretty much ask any question. I know how to follow up and it helps me be confident because I know exactly what to talk to them about and I and I know that I've done my research and so I don't feel nervous at all. Um, also listening to their voices. So like when you have celebrities on your podcast, big name people, you could get some nerves and I find that um, as long as I listen to their voices, it makes me feel like I've talked to them before. And yeah. then once they hop on the, co the call, I feel comfortable with them. If I don't get a chance to listen to their interview, I'm like a nervous wreck because I feel like I have no idea what I'm getting into. And like, it just calms my nerves to actually hear their voice in another interview and like start to get familiar with the way that they talk. Mm, nice. And, uh, you know, you mentioned podcast marketing. I mean, not only are you using it for your own, but you figure out a system that's scalable, which is, I think, really profound. Uh, please give us uh, a crash course in podcast marketing. Like, what are the, the top three to five things that, that every podcast marketer needs to know? Yeah, so in terms of marketing your podcast, I would say you should spend 50% of your time producing your podcast episodes and 50% of your time on promotion. So that's how I split it. It's literally a 50-50 split in my mind. And in terms of promotion, um, I would suggest that nowadays, especially now, to, now that everyone is home, there's no commute, being on video is extremely important. Before, being on audio was cool because everybody would listen to a podcast on a train. Nobody's really doing that anymore. It's not at the same level where people are really listening to podcasts on commutes. They're, um, you know, watching it on YouTube or, you know, watching it on their favorite social channel. And uh, having video is really important because you need that visual element to promote your podcast. You can't, there's no social networks that really promote audio. So you need some sort of visual element, whether that's a graphic or a video. Videos obviously perform a lot better than, you know, static graphics with like an audio wave. Not to mention that everybody's audiograms kind of look the same. Um, and so you want to stand out. And so I would suggest like having a, like getting a video editor um, or learning how to video edit and recording on something like StreamYard like we're on right now and uh, putting out videos to promote your podcast and do teasers. Um, so that's, that's one way that you can do it. Um, in addition to that, I would say in order to scale, one thing that people overlook is collaborations with podcast apps. 
So something that I do is I like reach out to everyone constantly and I'm like, hey, like, you know, I've got 60,000 followers on LinkedIn. I'm a top 10 how-to podcast. I've had XYZ on my show. I'd love to collaborate with you. I'll do a LinkedIn post in return for you, you know, putting me on your featured page or, you know, we'll pay like now that we're monetizing, you know, we're able to support paid ad placements. And a lot of these podcast apps are overlooked. And people are doing a lot of like Facebook and Instagram paid ad campaigns, but those, those don't really retain subscribers. You want people who actually are going on that app who are avid podcast listeners to find your podcast. And so I would suggest if you're gonna do paid ads, to do it on a podcast app. Um, a lot of the times they're not advertised. They they only want certain podcasts to promote their, their stuff because they wanna make it seem like it's organic and natural and that it's a podcast that you know didn't pay to, for play. Um, but you know they they all offer those services, and so reaching out to them, proposing your show, having professional graphics um, so that you look professional um, might help you be able to secure a paid ad uh, placement, and that's really helped me scale. Um, there's so many ways that you can promote your podcast. When I first started, I was copying and pasting messages on LinkedIn one by one. I was targeting Gary V's following. Um, Gary V is one of the biggest podcasters and self improvement gurus out there. He's got a huge following on LinkedIn. So what I did is I, I looked at who is liking and commenting on his posts. I, I would invite those people to connect with me because I knew they were self-improvement and podcast fans. And then I would bring them into my world and start help having them engage on my content and sharing my information about my show. And then Gary Vee's fans became my fans. And it just kind of blew up from that. So that was one of the first ways that I started uh, promoting my podcast. It's a lot of scrappiness, being resourceful, thinking outside the box. Um, which a lot of podcasters don't do, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I think there's this kind of general notion that, uh, you know, if you build it and if it's good content, that people will come. And uh, the people that I think believe in that have massive amounts of either uh, patience or just a complete lack of knowledge in terms of how marketing works. Um, or they are right and they're one in the million that actually gets uh, a hockey stick, you know, growth on their on their following in a short amount of time. Because yeah. you are absolutely correct. It, it is an effort and it requires marketing um, in addition to the content development, in, in addition to the whole process, so on and so forth. So exactly. Uh, so that's amazing. And then how many episodes have you done so far? 81. 81. OK, got it. So you have do you have sort of a set schedule? of uh, you know when you go live or do you kind of work around people's schedule? How does that look? In the beginning, it was very sporadic because I was doing it by myself. And so like the first three episodes took me a month each to put out, they were a different format. But eventually I got to like an every Monday schedule and then I would try to do like twice a week with shorter solo episodes or co-hosted episodes. Um, so I consistently do every Monday, but I'm trying to get up to three episodes per week uh, by the end of the year. Nice. We have a webinar that's coming up. Um, little little plug here for ourselves, shameless. Um, Dub has a webinar that's coming up and a recording that talks about a podcaster. Uh, his name is Russ Johns, and he actually has booked a schedule for his podcast calendar every day, five days a week. And he uses our tech. He uses Dub. He uses a calendar integration. It's all automated. So oh, similar. Cool. Yeah. So the process that you went through to book the time in this. Uh, podcast it's something very similar so i'll have to i'll have to follow up in the in the show notes on links to that um so that's that kind of cool. cool yeah uh and then another question for you is um what is like the 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 long play for you what what is your ultimate goal do you want to sell your podcast you know do you want to continue it do you want to really lean into the idea of being that personality what's your goal yeah so 
I have a few goals. Uh, first of all, we started this podcast marketing agency. We're already very profitable. It's a really good model, and uh, I'm excited about that. And I think that that could be like one huge thing. I consider myself to be like mini Gary V. Like I could end up, you know, starting something like VaynerMedia down the line, right? So that would be amazing. The other thing is that a lot of the interns that work on our show have their own podcasts. So a lot of the people that I recruit. I see potential in them as a podcast personality. And so starting a podcast network is something that I've always wanted to do. And so, um, you know, potentially starting a podcast network where a lot of the people who we sign would get like our marketing services as part of that deal. And we would help promote them and kind of, uh, you know, bring them up that way. Um, so that's another avenue. And then lastly, um, sort of like Jordan Harbinger, I hope to one day graduate to like the Hala Taha show. Right now I'm young and profiting. I mean, I'm not gonna be that young forever. And so uh, probably graduate onto a different show and maybe leave this show to uh, some of the people who have been working on my team or keep this show, change the name. I don't know what's gonna happen, but um, I, I think things will evolve down the line for sure. Right, that, that evolution process is so important because you know, as you've continued to go through your evolution process in your career, you're gathering data, you're learning, you're making connections, and you know, ultimately having that open mind and that open heart is, I think, essentially what, what takes us to our you know, long-term path. So you know, I think sure. your having an open mind is, is the most important thing here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down to go with the flow, you know, and I'm also, I was never in this to make money. I had a great career. It was never about the money. And it seems like when your intentions are pure, things just kind of fall into place. So I'm just very happy with the way things are going. Nice. Uh, what are some of the, the combos that you expect to have in the future? Uh, sort of your content calendar, any speakers we should know about? Yeah, so Guests. I just interviewed Seth Godin on his new book. And so that comes out in November. Very excited about that. I can't put it out until November, but it was an amazing conversation. I'm talking to Peter Malouk uh, next Tuesday. He is the uh, founder of Creative Planning. He just wrote a book with Tony Robbins called The Path. And so studying up on that interview now. Um, I've got some other people coming up. Chris Voss, uh, he was on my show before and he's a negotiation expert, but he's coming back on. Um, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but we're booked out until December. Uh, lots of big names. Marissa Orr, she's, a, she's another big author. Um, we've got a great you know, list of guests that come on every single week. Uh, so I'd love for everybody who's tuning in to check out the show. Um, we always give actionable advice that can help improve your life. Uh, and then what would you say that the, that the three most powerful things that you've learned from your podcast are? If you can just remember those top of mind, love to learn those. Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm going to put you so on the spot. so much good stuff. That's such a hard question. Imagine if I flipped that and asked you, you wouldn't know. What hit me, say. hit me. I think about <laughs> it every day. Hit me. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll think, I'll, I'll think about it. So um, David Allen, he wrote uh, GTT, GTD, Getting Things Done. He really gave me a way to manage my time. Yeah. Uh, all about to-do lists, how to organize your time. Uh, he was one of my first episodes. He was episode number five. And he really taught me the importance of uh, to-do lists, managing my time. And I think he really helped me uh, in that way. David Meltzer came on my show. And he was one of the first people that, like, after my show was like, holla, 
you are one of the best podcasters that have ever interviewed me. I, I do two, three shows a day. Uh, you've got to keep going. Like, you're doing amazing. Like, you're so talented. And he really helped build my confidence up to know, like, I was going down the right path. So, David Meltzer, shout out to you for, you know, giving me such kind words in the beginning. It really helped me. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Oh, Scott Adams. So he is the uh, cartoonist who created Dilbert. He came on my show. Ooh, and uh, nice. he introduced, yeah, he introduced me to the topic of skill stacking. And that's something that I talk about a lot because I really relate to that. And so basically he is, um, you know, not the best drawer in the world. He had business corporate experience. He was pretty funny and a good writer. And he put all those skills together and put out Dilbert and became one of the biggest cartoonists um, in the world and it's like syndicated over like 50 countries and 100 languages whatever it is he's huge and so um, he taught me the concept of skill stacking and I, and I love that concept amazing god I I'm so impressed I just put you on the spot and you delivered <laughs> oh, thank um, you. In, in an effort to reciprocate I wanted to give my three my three sh Let's quick go. shout outs um, you know, uh, I had the, the chance to kind of let my, my RAM memory kind of think about this while you were talking a little bit, but I was paying full attention. Um, but I will say this, that number one is Gina Shrek, who was on this podcast. She has this great idea of building your marketing and doing your marketing while you're going through your emotions, while you're writing your book, while you're building your company, while you're doing your podcast. There's nothing worse than doing something behind closed doors and then, and then having to market it after the fact, because then you have to go completely carte blanche and find a new audience. Whereas if you can document the process, bring people in while you're actually doing it, and then all of a sudden you turn the switch and the spaceship gets launched, then you have uh, at least a little bit of following that's kind of waiting there I to support that. you as a catalyst, right? Yeah. So I think the key here is just documenting the process and not working behind closed doors and then just hoping one day that you're going to turn the marketing switch on and things are going to take off. That's a good point. Uh, you know, number two for me is a podcaster, uh, actually, and also dub client, Russ Johns. I mentioned this and his, his whole flavor is relationships, relationships, relationships. Everything starts with the relationship and that if you can create content from a relationship instead of having a closed Zoom call, a phone call, um, so many more amazing things can happen because we have content opportunities. So now it's not just about you and the other person, you know, opening up, being vulnerable, learning from one another, but it's also about the following and what they can benefit from that. Mm -hmm. So it's just rising tides or raising all boats involved. It's literally good for everyone. And then the last one that I'll say is Violet Rainwater on LinkedIn, huge shout out. She has this amazing idea and, and truth, and she shares this, um, that most of our problems, if not all of our problems, come from childhood trauma, unfortunately. So if it's, if it's fear, if it's confidence, if it's not, not thinking that we're good enough at something, chances are if we kind of peel the onion and go back to our grammar school or high school or even younger, the chances are we're going to find trial, tribulation, objection, um, stress, you know, trauma that um, made us who we are. And that if we can unlock that and if we can cure that, then um, the sky's the limit in terms of our growth. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, so uh, so amazing. So where can we learn more about you? Uh, I want to know all about the podcast. Where can I find this? Your website address, everything. Sure. So you can go to youngandprofiting.com. 
Okay. Uh, my main social channel is LinkedIn. I have 60,000 followers, very engaged community. I love my LinkedIn community. You can uh, follow me on there. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Yap with Hala. I've been really ramping up my Instagram lately. We're also on YouTube and all the different podcast apps. So Apple, CastBox, Google Play, um, Radio Public, you name it. Um, every single podcast app you can imagine. Just search for Young and Profiting and you'll find us. Um, and yeah, our podcast is all about helping you grow financially and professionally by investigating a new topic each week. So every week I you know, put out a different show concept. This week was The Misunderstood Millennial and I interviewed Gabrielle Bosch. You know, uh, previous weeks it was about productivity or, you know, interviewing an ex-FBI agent on, you know, negotiation tactics and things like that. So really cool stuff and helps anybody, no matter your age, profession or industry. So don't worry about the young part of it. Um, everybody I interview is very experienced and is an expert and it's a great show. So I hope, to, hope that you uh, tune in. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I'm going to go listen to an episode of your podcast right now. Thank you so much, Ruben. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.